0: The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations.
1: Greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's weekly podcast. I'm joined by political consultants Stephen Maviglio and Ray McNally, who just got back from Russia. So obviously the first question is, what were you doing in Russia? Ray, why don't you tell us first
2: what you're up to. Well, we had been uh, invited by the State Department to go over and uh, explain the US presidential race. (laughs) Wow, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, It was a challenge to say that. (laughs) What were they interested in the most, and what did they ask you about? Well, one of the questions I got the most of is, House of Cards, now, is that really the way it is? And we, we dutifully explained that, you know, typically politicians don't push reporters in front of speeding subway cars, no matter how tempted they are to do so. But. They
0: throw them under buses. <laughs> they throw them under buses. <laughs> <laughs> what group was that, that you were talking to? Students, mainly. Uh, we went to uh, three different universities, including Moscow State, <laughs> where we got a t-shirt, and... And Russia U. <laughs> yeah, Russia U, uh, to talk to different groups. Uh, Political science students, humanities students, and others just about the what's going on. Did we you have, have an interpreter? Do you talk? Do you speak in English? Or
2: we had both. Um, uh, we spoke at the uh, U.S. Embassy, which was simultaneous translation, or actually, it's Spazzo's house, which is where the ambassador lives. Okay. And then we spoke at the American Center at the U.S. Embassy, and that was English. Right. Um, some of the universities—they they were all English, right?
0: Yeah, the universities were all English. In fact, I was actually kind of surprised. Our last class had students from Afghanistan and Africa, and they're oh, speaking really? perfect English in Moscow, Russia. So,
1: how'd they come up with you two guys? How'd they pluck you out of Sacramento here
0: and catch you over there? I thought uh, Sal Russo had that whole thing dialed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the guy they it. Uh, a
2: friend of mine who used to live in Moscow. She she was born and raised in Siberia and. Uh, uh, was living in Moscow working for the International Republican Institute as the in-country director, she recommended us. But her story is that one night in Moscow she had a knock on the door, and there were uh, some police and they said you should be gone in 24 hours. Oh, really? Yeah, and so she left the country, left her family, and hasn't been back.
0: And then, interestingly they have thrown out the uh, Republican and Democratic organizations that promote doc- democracy there—they're uh, gone. As, a, as are all oh, the only independent pollster. As are the Russians who created their version of Facebook. They're no longer in the country. Got subtle hints to leave. Wow. Yeah, about
2: two days before we um, we left, uh, I heard that International Republican Institute and the National Democratic Institute, both of which work together to foster <laughs> democracy around the world, were put on the undesirable list. And, uh, Was yeah, the State the,
1: Department involved in this at all? We did, I mean, did they? Uh,
2: no, no, In terms of in terms of
1: sponsorship or getting involved, no. Mm-mm. They do going the other direction. They do that here. We've actually had uh, not lately, but at the other office over on 9th, we used to have the State Department once a year bring in, you know, students and people from all over the
2: place, and they asked for you know political advice and political information. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, some of the, some of our presentations, people spoke very openly. And we're very critical of the government. And then you hear stories like you know the knock on the door in the middle of the night. The
1: issue in the, well, one of the issues in Europe is they don't understand the rise of Trump. They don't understand how you know what's fueling that. What did they ask you that
0: there? And if they did, what do you what do you guys tell them? What, well, I mean that's not exclusive to Europe. I don't, I don't understand it either. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean that was probably the most asked question, particularly among the Americans we met who are living over there. Uh, not in a bubble. Uh, They can read and see everything we can, but they couldn't understand it either. And uh, what's interesting was the parallel to Putin. Uh, When we started each one of our sessions, we made everybody honor our U.S. citizens for about 40 seconds and asked them who would they vote for if they could vote in the American election. And uh, by, you know, significant margins, I'd say Trump was their choice. Uh, They think Hillary is going to be much tougher on them Uh, They blame her for some of the sanctions after the Ukraine issues. Uh, They blame her for being tough with Putin. And they like what Trump has to say.
2: Yeah, uh, one of the Russian gentlemen at the uh, uh, American Center uh, said, We like Trump. He's a strong leader. And, you know, Putin obviously has the image of being a strong leader, but... I, you know, I saw a story this morning,
1: I think it was, uh, I think it was the New York Times, that had, uh, that talked about the 3 million to 9 million people outside the U.S., would that have an impact, you know, voters, uh, would that have an impact on the election? And their estimate was, was kind of like
2: Hillary, not Trump, but, you know... There a lot of military outside the country yeah. that would be voting. So who yeah, knows? But I mean, this, this election is just wild. And, and trying to explain it, we said, look, if you guys figure it out, explain it to us. <laughs> but one, one thing that really impacted or struck both of us at the uh, end of one of the talks, this, this young Russian came up and he said, you know, no matter who you elect, we hope your new president will work with Russia and China um, and focus on the problems of the world. And it really put things in perspective, I mean, that's what this is really all about. You know, we get, yeah. we're in the business, so we get caught up in the fun of sound bites and gotchas and TV commercials, yeah. where this is really serious business. I mean, and it has an impact, not just on the lives of Americans, but of people uh, all over the world. Were you, were you in Moscow or were you able to go outside Moscow at all or get to the... We didn't really have time. I mean, we, yeah. we had a full schedule and we were running for the five days we were there.
0: Yeah, and I'd been to Russia once before in the 1990s, to St. Petersburg, though, not Moscow. Wow, cool. and was, you know, I couldn't compare side-by-side, side. Ray because he had been there in the early 90s before the breakup, wow. but to me, that the cultural differences, I mean, we went to a farm-to-fork restaurant, uh, there were boutiques for every designer label you could possibly imagine lining the streets. These were not empty store shelves wow. uh, at all. Yeah,
2: when I was there in 1990, Um, I remember I was going to wait until we got to Moscow. I was going to get a heavy coat because I knew it was going to be cold. And I thought, what a treat to go to Gooms and buy a a coat. Well, thank God I bought one in New York because when we got to Moscow, we went to Gooms, and it looked like a bombed-out building. There was uh, water leaking through the the ceiling. The shops were closed. There was nothing to buy. I had never been to a country where you'd go into a store and there would be nothing on the shelves and nothing to buy.
1: And how did it look when you were there just last week?
2: Well, bright, bright, beautiful, restored, um, every designer shop you could think of, the place was loaded with food and goods and wine and spirits. I, I mean, the change has been
0: remarkable. But rest assured Lenin is still in his tomb, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we verified that. And
2: rest assured Stalin is no longer there as Did well. Did you get to the subway at all?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I see these pictures of the subway, they look like,
2: uh, I don't know, they look like uh, palaces or They or do. They have uh, uh, sculptures and chandeliers yeah. and
0: paintings. Mosaics, beautiful lights, murals. Uh, yeah, that was pretty did, impressive.
1: Did you guys get any questions about the electoral college? Tim and I are always arguing about
2: the electoral college. I mean, you guys must. We, we tried to give a short lesson on how it works. And again, we we said if you can understand it, please <laughs> tell us because we have trouble as Americans <laughs> understanding. it. Yeah. but but yeah, yeah, we we got into that a little bit, but. But really, it was it was about the personalities. I think that the people were most interested in.
0: Yeah, in fact, I, I learned I watched an episode of Veep on the plane over and realized there could be a tie in electoral college. <laughs> I didn't realize that, so there you go.
1: I heard they were talking about that in the building. That uh, one theory was two, hundred sixty nine and two hundred sixty nine. Then it gets kicked to the House of Representatives. And then they can choose the president, and it doesn't have to be anybody that ran. Yeah, right. You know, given, so you could be. I could <laughs> Given
0: the relationship between Trump and Paul Ryan, I think that's <laughs> <Yeah>. very possible. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> amazing. So,
2: yeah,
0: Paul <laughs> Ryan might be our next. President.
1: <laughs> yeah, did really. they? Um, you get anything about the personalities of the candidates? Uh, anybody ask? Well, why is, you know, why Donald Trump with the crazy hair and the. Thousand dollar suits and all this stuff. Why he's?
2: What is again? It, what he I mean, he? They, they they just seem to be drawn to, to the fact that he was a, a strong candidate.
0: And Hillary, I'll let you. Well, no, I think there wasn't a lot of that. But you know, remember, we're in a country where they have pictures of Putin riding a, a horse, bare chested, and <laughs> in, <laughs> in a judo outfit you know, that's, over that's, his opponent. I mean, they like that that's sort that's of look. So uh, you know. Yeah, Trump. Trump follows in the footsteps. The the backdrop for this was why we were there is when Trump was saying that he thought Putin was a better president than Obama. Uh And so, you know, which is fighting words for most Americans, but he's managed to get away with it. But, I mean, people were chattering about that. What was her impression of Hillary?
1: I mean, see, you know, Donald Trump as a strong person. Was she the antithesis
0: of that or something else or a mother figure or it wasn't a lot of warm fuzzies. I, yeah. I think the Russians saw her as being just tough on that, which they don't like. Uh-huh, yeah. We did talk to, no names mentioned, some State Department career people over there who oh, had uh-huh. worked under her as Secretary of State, uh-huh. who said she was among the best Secretary of States they've ever worked with, So, oh, wow. uh-huh. and they also mentioned other Republicans in the same breath. So okay. that was encouraging to hear. Well, I think on that positive note, we can wrap up this
1: podcast. It's the first one we've had, Tim, in what? In uh, several I, weeks. I so. can't
0: even remember. <laughs>
2: several weeks being uh, months. It's our so weekly yes. pr-
1: podcast for a while, so you guys have kicked <laughs> off uh, the rejuvenation of our podcast. So, Ray McTally, Stephen Maviglio, thank you both very much for sharing your experiences. Thanks again. Thank you, Thank you, being. guys. Thanks, for...
0: From Russia With love
2: to you That's why